episode 166 hardships of entrepreneurs shit that i probably shouldn't put out there right now um so the reason i'm doing this because i want to it's first thing that might shock you the second reason that I'm doing this. The second reason I'm doing this is because uh, why I know I can do this. I see entrepreneurs like blow up and then they tell these stories. Well, you guys have no idea what I've been through. Two people that I'm always talking about because I love them. Layla and Alex. You see Layla being like, yeah, I got arrested five times before blah, blah, blah. And Alex talking about his past. I love those guys. And the reason is because they're real. They're authentic ass people and they just tell the truth. And so I thought, hey, this could go bad, but there are a few people who are going to respect it. And those are the only people I care about this connecting to, which is um, um, showing you the, the personal life struggles that come with what I'm doing right now. And just like cards on the table. This is what happened. This is what I'm going through. I see what they're doing. They're humanizing the process. Instead of trying to be like a a brand. They are a real brand. So I've always wanted to be a real brand too. Thank you guys for putting out that content. With no further ado, some uh, personal struggles. Over the past few months, I moved to Georgia. Moved to Georgia to be with... A girl I had already known, we started dating, and I'm like, okay, cool. I was going to move to Georgia anyways, I really like Georgia. Um, but that made the decision easier. Cool. We had a house. We had a house, and... There's the real shit. She relapsed on alcohol. Not going to say who it is, but the person I was with relapsed on alcohol. Alcohol is one hell of a fucking drug. After she relapsed, um, I started being... I'm not going to go into details, but being as crazy as you would expect a person who relapsed on alcohol to be hiding alcohol in water bottles, um, making false accusations during arguments to, to win arguments, uh, triangulating me to cut me off from letting her do whatever she wants. Um, a lot of fucking bullshit, a lot of fucking bullshit, bro. So I moved in with a friend. Um, basically needed to go in the blink of an eye. Then like a buddy helped me out. And, uh, so that friend has extreme emotional issues and anger problems by their own admission. And, um, so pretty much what happened is in my opinion, good friend, by the way, not going to name who it is, not putting anybody's dirty laundry out there. Not going to happen but also not going to hide my story to make someone else look great. Um, Somebody super emotional, they will find a way for you to fail them so that they can take that out on somebody. Um, So, you know, the first step was coming home at three in the morning and dogs barking and waking someone up, which is like, all right, you got to get the fuck out. Literally from zero to you got to get the fuck out. The second thing was accidentally leaving a bathroom door locked. And so I was like, you you, got to get, are you playing mind games? That's what I mean. Really? You fucking pouty-ass child. 
you think that people wake up and try to play mind games with locking a door. So again, emotionality clouding a person's logic. And so I can't be around people who bitch and moan and complain and cry about shit all the fucking time. It's, it's not going to happen with me. To be fair, could I have done better? Absolutely. But I'm not one of you robots who think that you can cry like a child if someone does accidentally leaves the door locked. Right? That's pretty fucking childish, dude. So, now at this point, I am moving back in with my mom and her husband. And her husband's cool as hell. But I don't speak with my mom at all. I haven't spoken with her in three years. Never plan on speaking with her. So it's absolute trash I have to move back there. A lot of people would say, oh, just be grateful. Nope, not going to be grateful for her husband. Not really looking forward to talking to her or her triangulating me and trying to talk to me when I get there, which is exactly what she's going to do. And so that sucks really bad. I don't want to go back to the city. I want to tell you the number one reason I don't want to go back home because people know I'm back home. They're like, we should hang out and do what? Smoke and get drunk. No, thank you. Okay, let's not smoke and get drunk. Let's walk around at parks. No, thank you. Okay, well, let's just hang out and watch TV. No, thank you. And so the people that I live around, if you tell them, I'm not doing that. Like, if you tell them, I don't want to hang out with you and accomplish nothing. Oh, so you hate me. So these people don't have a high standard of getting things done. And therefore, if you want to get things done instead of fuck around you're the bad guy my car exploded before i came here don't even have fucking vehicle with me i have thousands of dollars of equipment and shit in my room that now i have to find a way to bring all the way back to ohio after moving 650 fucking miles here to be with some clown ass fucking female um There's tons of things I did wrong in the process. Shouldn't have tried to move in with a clown-ass female. Um, Shouldn't have accidentally left the door locked. Fucking crybaby. You know, I think for me, really what it is, is if I could go back and say what I could have changed in my life, if I could go as far back as I could possibly go, this is going to be a weird thing to say, I shouldn't have done sales. I should have started a business. I'd be further along in my business. My finances would lead to my control. Maybe I'd fuck up somewhere along that way. But so my biggest regret is not starting a business sooner. Out of all of this. Not taking that business serious sooner. And not just focusing on that business more often, more sooner. It's interesting that in your arc of becoming an entrepreneur, if someone else is an entrepreneur then they do see you as like, well, yeah, my husband was your age. He just didn't really do anything either. (laughs) That's pretty much how it's seen. It's like, well, yeah, I know you're just in a phase of like, you know, learning to grow up and get a real job at Subway and go to college and be 100K in debt and be in debt until your 50s like me. But tsk tsk, you're just not grown up enough to be 100K in debt like me yet really fucking annoying and so gonna be moving back figuring out from there you know what i expect when i get there the same behavior hey sooner or later man you 
you gotta stop sitting on the internet trying to put ads up on YouTube and work at Subway like the rest of us. And so it's the parasitic mindset of the environment that I'm most averse to moving back to. I literally think, and I'm still on the cusp of, I think living outside, probably a better bet. Being around people with limiting beliefs and parasitic mindset, living outside is probably better. So moving back home around my family, who is just a bunch of fucking parasites playing small games, competing with each other, with no intention to change that, is possibly the worst fucking outcome that I could have. And so they'll gaslight you. Like, if you don't want to go hang out and accomplish nothing, you will be gaslighted into thinking, well, you're just a bad person. That's why... Here's the thing, guys. This is how time... Here's what I'm really going to cross for those of you who are entrepreneurs. I'm going to make a very good point for you. It's going to help you out. Or not, right? You're given a certain amount of time to get a certain amount of things done. People will ask you to hang out 23 hours a day, accomplish nothing, and then the 24th hour ask you why you haven't accomplished anything. Which, by the way, I'm an accomplished person. I'm an accomplished business owner. However, they will ask you to hang out 23 hours a day and then ask you why you haven't accomplished anything the 24th. And if you don't hang out 23 hours a day, they'll tell you that you're a piece of shit person and you don't care about anybody. So it's kind of like you fucked if you do, you're fucked if you don't. And so my choices were given to me on a silver platter. Be successful and seen as a bad person. Or be unsuccessful and be seen as a loser. That's the level of games that people play in the city that I'm going to go to. And so, yeah, uh, you know, it pisses me off. I guess as an entrepreneur, it's just part of the game. Moving back home, how many people I know that are truthfully and openly and honestly taking enjoyment in every single thing that goes wrong with anything that I do. Because they can't play the game of winning, so they'd rather play the game of criticizing winners. And um, I don't want to be susceptible to that game. I don't want to be pulled down. I don't want to be pulled down into that level of a game. So we all know how much time it takes to start a business. So when I go back home, here's what I assume is going to happen. Hey, I know you're working on this business, but... You're going to have to work at least an eight-hour shift at Subway to, to prove to us that I don't have... Let me, let me re-say this. I'm not stupid enough to convince myself that time is so valueless that you can use one, let alone eight hours, to prove to anybody anything. So for me, it's always been the same route. If I got to fucking sleep outside and do calls and meetings, I'm going to sleep outside and do calls and meetings. When I first started building my sales team up, uh, when I first started building my sales team up, the person I was living with, uh, my stepdad turned off the fucking internet to punish my brother 
and then didn't have an excuse for why it affected me. Didn't take accountability for the fact that I couldn't talk to anybody on like Discord with stable Wi-Fi. Boost Mobile was like, oh, our servers are messing up. So I had no Wi-Fi. So I literally drove in my car down the street to Taco Bell and used Taco Bell's fucking Wi-Fi to have sales meetings. And I bought $2 burritos. So I didn't look weird to my sales team being in Taco Bell every day in a row during our meetings. But that's what I had to do. And so, yeah, I've hopped around from place to place. And so I think a lot of people would like me to say, don't you regret being a business owner instead of working at a subway? No, not even close. I regret not starting my business sooner. That's it. I regret not taking L's faster. I don't regret any of my fucking L's. I regret not taking L's faster. That's it. So I'm going to get it done. I'm going to figure it out from here. I have no fucking intentions in uh, showing fake respect or care for people who show lack of respect and lack of care for anything that I'm doing. Um, I don't know. I have different perspectives than people, and I'm not going to bend my perspective to anybody else's to make them feel better. If I did that, I wouldn't be a fucking business owner. I would get nothing done. So these are the shittiest times. Maybe two years from now I make a podcast and I'm like, I'm just kidding. I'm not, I'm not even going to make that. No. Two years from now, maybe it's still the same struggle. I just don't see that happening. I'm going to make a million dollars by the end of the fucking year. I've spent more than enough time talking to Indeed so I can get my fucking shit worked out that they messed up. Indeed.com. Yes, Indeed.com. Um, it's not verifying my business account the way that they should. And since they're not verifying my business account the way that they should. Um, and no, I'm not confused on how their process works. I'm not like new to customer service and SOPs and businesses. It's not fucking rocket science to me. Until they figure that out, I can't get the amount of salespeople that I need in the business. I need to interview 100 people a week, hire 25 of them. I need 50 salespeople hired in the next two weeks. I need every single one of those people to set one meeting a day. I need 250 meetings set a week. I need 1,000 meetings set a month. I need 2,000 meetings in total set. And out of those, um, out of those 2,000 meetings, I need 400 closed deals. Bam, 100 mil every month gross revenue what makes me think i'm capable of that it's simple fucking math Salespeople i have now guess what i do guess i have them set one meeting a day i've got that part down i've got the training down fucking pat i will continue to make the training better and all i do is focus on that so any adversity you throw at me is is just reflected in the face of the math i've already fucking done And so if I can get three people to set meetings every day, then all I have to do, since I have that part of the pipeline down, is fucking multiply that number. That's it. Pretty fucking simple, right? I have two other marketers on board for anything we got to get done. 
they're both they can both serve as consultants or marketers or just have me set up the campaigns i'll do that all day until i train someone else in those sops like hire a junior media buyer it's whatever cool i've worked this process more than enough ways and so uh You know, I just can't fucking wait. You notice I didn't say I hope it happens. Because that is not how reality works. I know it's going to happen. It's fixing everything until it gets there. So I can't fucking wait to have those 50 salespeople hired. And to be closing 100K a week of deals. More than 100K, to be fair. At 125K a week in deals. That's it. So I need to do group interviews. Um, yeah, I need to do group interviews. Uh, what I've learned in this process is beware of people who have a ton of negative feedback but never good feedback. I used to think that's what made me good at what I'm doing and like a strong person because I I never see anything but what's wrong. Uh, those people are unstable people. It will not lead to any form of actual stability. And if they were... All those people would be more stable than they are. To be fair, I have yet to meet a person who has nothing but negative feedback to give who's in a position that I'd want to be in in my life. And so, here's the real shit. Here's me being annoyed. Um, guys can laugh at it, be negative about it, feel the fucking way that you want to feel about it. You know, play your cards however you want to play them. But it's inspiring me to see people like, you know, especially these people I harp on and I don't care. Some of my favorite people in the game. There's some of my favorite archetypes, which is like Alex and Layla. I bet you guys aren't laughing at any of the shit they went through now. But you'd do anything to be where they are. So, not do any dick riding. See people as my equals. Um, not because I am tangibly their equals, but because my, if you were to look at my arc and their arc, we're on the same arc. And if that arc is higher than mine, show me that fucking person and I'll go for that higher arc as well. Doing anything it takes at all costs to get where I need to go. In including not doing what people think I should do to get there. I think that I would be best served... By training salespeople every day in groups of, you know, 25 to 50 people. I do not think, contrary to so many people's beliefs, who, by the way, never help me out. I do not think, because I've already done the sales. Listen, guys, I want you guys to hear this because when this works out, I have a fuck you to hand out to everybody who tried to um, demonize me for having this perspective. And yes, I'm going to hand the fuck yous out.
In fact, the fuck yous will show for themselves. I don't have to hand them out, okay? I had so many people tell me, stop trying to hire a sales team and just do the sales yourself. I already did the sales myself, fucking cornball. Not everyone was negative intent, but they turned negative intent when I told them, hey, listen, appreciate the advice. It's not how it's going to work, right? I don't care... I don't care if Jeff Bezos has a disagreement about this, bro. It's called leverage. And ironically, that's Alex Hermosi's thing now. Lead getters is what he calls them. For me, it's salespeople. They can get me leads, but they're salespeople. I can do 24 hours of calls, but if I hire 10 people, I can do 240 hours of calls in one day. But if I hire 100 people... I can do 24,000 calls, 2,400 calls and hours of calls in one day. I'm leveraging my time from 24 to 2,400. In my mind, it doesn't make sense for you to do 24 hours of work when you could hire 100 people and do 2,400 hours of work in the same one day. I will literally get to where I'm going a hundred times faster than you if you go the route of using your 24 hours for your personal labor. You need to be able to purchase labor, not extend labor. You need to be able to multiply efforts, not spend your efforts. And so... It's never been more clear to me that my purpose and the path that I'm going on for this business at the moment and the way our business needs to work is we need to hire a hundred fucking salespeople and get 2,400 hours of leverage instead of 24. You hire enough people, it's like computers, it's like networking. Why would you overwork your own system when you can be the internet? The internet's been the biggest fucking metaphorical philosophical and literal change and discovery that we've had dude and the only perception of it is hey instead of all you people having knowledge disconnected how about we connect all of the knowledge so that it's higher leverage faster and instead of one computer trying to work everything out it's literally millions of them are going from a bot to a botnet so to speak We're going from a person to a person with leverage. We're going from an assassin to an army. And that's what I'm doing. I'm going from an assassin to an army. So as long as from fucking 12 noon to 1 p.m. every single day, I talk to salespeople, I go over the, uh, the, the setting meetings, I, I go over that script every day. At the end of that, I go over how to close the meeting. I go over the people who have closed the meetings for that social proof. And then at the end, I give them a wisdom nugget to keep them curious and motivated and continue learning. And that at night and when I cook, all I do is read sales manuals and listen to affirmations. All I do is listen to sales manuals and affirmations. All I do is listen to sales manuals and affirmations and then go in our meetings and sharpen myself teaching and applying that with people. 
Then the only thing I need to do from there is get Indeed's bitch ass to fix their verification process. So that we can get in 100 interviews a week. I know my salespeople will close those numbers. All the taxes, the money will take care of that. I'll just throw it at an accountant. All the financial organization, I already know exactly who to go to for that. I know exactly how much to pay them. I know exactly how much to overpay them. I know how to get all those things sorted out. And so, um, much love, you guys. Here's the bulk of the work. It's a son of a bitch. I wasn't born into being handed anything. Maybe I have a chip on my shoulder. I don't think I do. I don't compare myself to other people. I just want people to leave me the fuck alone and let me get my stuff done. And I understand that nobody owes me a goddamn thing. So, once I get where I'm going, just remember that I don't owe you a goddamn thing either.